Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Reimagining Windows show on TechNet Radio. This is our series of business value interviews for IT managers all around Windows 8. My name is Kevin Remdy, and I'm a senior IT pro evangelist in the U.S. developer and platform evangelism team at Microsoft, and I'm your TechNet Radio host today. Now, today's topic is Windows Intune. Windows Intune is a cloud-based solution for PC and mobile device management. And today we have the pleasure of speaking with Susan Smith. Susan, welcome. Please tell us a little bit about what you do at Microsoft. Um, hi, thanks for inviting me on. Um, my role at Microsoft is a Windows Intune technical solutions professional. So I get involved in technical discussions for pre-sales. Um, I cover the UK and half of Europe. So um, as you can imagine, I do a fair bit of traveling and talk to a variety of customers. Very good, very good. Now, uh, Windows Intune, of course, is a, is a relatively new product for Microsoft. I think a lot of people aren't quite aware of what what it's about. So uh, if you could please just give us a quick introduction to what this thing is called Windows Intune. Okay, so you mentioned it, um, touched on it earlier. So Windows Intune is a cloud-based PC and mobile device management solution. Uh, we are in Wave D at the moment. We have new waves every six months, and every six months we increase the functionality. So we started off very light PC management. Now we have lots of depth PC management, and we've added mobile device management into the mix as well. So it is quite a large solution covering quite a few things now. Wow. All right. Well, let's talk about specifically um, a couple of those areas then. What about device management? What what sorts of devices does Windows Intune manage and monitor, and then to what extent? Okay, so we've got Windows PCs, and this is like its bread and butter. So we manage from Windows XP, ST3, right up to Windows 8. And it's full stateful management with those sorts of PCs. So an agent goes down on the machine, and we can report back on lots of different things and do software deployment. The surprise with Windows Intune is the mobile device management function. Not only do we manage Windows Phone 8, uh, Windows RT devices, we can also manage Android and iOS devices. And so I'm one of the lucky people at Microsoft who gets to take iOS and Android devices in when I do demos to customers, as well as all my Windows um, devices as well. So quite a range. Well, that's a, that's a benefit, and it's also a curse. You have to lug around extra hardware. So that's uh, I'm sorry for you as far as that goes, but, uh, but that's that that is a good thing. You get a really broad range of experience, and of course, I mean that's that's the point. Microsoft needs to support the devices that are out there, and those are the ones that the people are using. Uh, so that's that's very good. Um, now, let's talk about the areas of management in Windows Intune. I mean, it you certainly can manage those the, those multiple types of devices, but what are we talking about the management of? Is it going to be uh, just watching for PCs having or devices having errors or security issues or what? Okay, so as I said, with PC management, it's quite full management. You can have security. You, we can manage the security updates, so that's the Windows security updates and the third-party security updates, and we can also um, manage um, Windows Intune endpoint protection as well. So you've got your anti-malware on there. What we can also do with PCs, there's a scale-down ops manager agent that goes down to the PC, and you can do proactive monitoring and alerts for things such as a duplicate IP address 
or if a system drive is running out of space. So you can have alerts in there just to make you more aware of what's going on in your environment. So those are the things that with PCs. For mobile devices, the management capabilities are slightly different, as you can imagine, because mobile devices are very different. So we have some security settings that we can set on mobile devices just to make them more secure, so enforcing a password, that sort of thing, and ensuring the device is a little bit more secure so you can lock the um, window after it's been open for, say, a minute, that sort of thing. What we can also do is software delivery to mobile devices, and this is quite a key thing. So with all your mobile devices, you can go to a portal and download different types of software. And this is across the different range of devices as well. So not only is it for Windows PCs, it's also for iOS and Android and Windows devices as well. Okay, so your, your business manages a portal of applications of software and um, making those available then to those devices through management, through Intune, and through security that allows just that device to connect to the portal. Is that how that works? Yes, yes. Okay, all right. Um, now, is there a special, I mean, that, that of course, probably requires a little bit of infrastructure, but typically, what kind of infrastructure does a business need to implement Windows Intune uh, to support the management of those devices? Okay, so I think about different types. Essentially, because it's a cloud-based service, you don't need any infrastructure. And this is the beauty and the benefit of it. So you can, as long as you get the agent down to, say, your Windows PCs, you can be managed them within 30 minutes rather than having to order servers and wait for those to turn up. So there's no infrastructure outlay for Windows Intune. However, you can elect to integrate with some of your on-premise infrastructure if you wish, like Active Directory and Exchange, but it's not necessary. Okay. I'm going to ask you a little bit more about that uh, that integration in just a little bit here. But um, and you mentioned that there is a client installed on PCs. Um, what what sort of overhead is involved with that? Is it a large client? Um, and and uh, is there anything at all installed on those other devices, those mobile devices? Okay. So with Windows PC, the agent, is just, it's got a small footprint. And to get the agent down to the PC, you can do it in a number of ways. You can push it down using group policy. You can get your users to install it. They can even enroll the PC from the self-service portal. And as I said, small footprint. With the mobile devices, an agent as such does not go to the mobile devices. What we do with Windows and iOS devices, we are now going down the direct device management route. So what we are doing is excluding the management APIs and capabilities that are native to the OS and just they're exposed and so we're, we are working with them. With Android devices, it's slightly different. There's no direct device management with Android at present with Windows Intune. And so what we do, for Android management, we still rely on Exchange Active Sync, and I think we'll talk about that in a bit. Okay, yeah, so that does give you some management capability, so yes, definitely. Um, so the, the process, you kind of mentioned it uh, briefly, but there's a there's an onboarding process that happens either through a self-service portal, which I assume is also in the cloud, um, or some sort of connection that needs to be made and, and, um, and the end user actually implementing that or actually doing that, is that correct? So it, 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 it's um, a very easy process um, because users are very familiar with the app delivery type mechanisms. It's not something that they will find difficult to get to grips with. Okay. And is it similar with application deployment? So what do the users experience when, 
for example, the administrators provided an application that's now available to be pushed their PC. Okay, so if there's a app that's been pushed to their PC, it depends on how the administrator has configured it. So if it's an app that needs to be down by a certain time, maybe for compliance reasons, the users may have the ability to defer the app being downloaded because it's not convenient and they can do that for a little bit. Uh, but once the deadline comes because of the compliance reasons, they will have to take the download. Now, they have some level of control over when the PC reboots, um, and so if, if it's not convenient for them to reboot, they don't have to do it straight away. However, depending on how the administrator has configured it will depend on how long they can leave it before they restart their PC. Most of the time, though, with app delivery, they won't notice anything, and um, as long as it's not a large app going down, they won't notice any hit on their PC. Okay, okay. Um, now, as a desktop support person or a desktop support organization, what sort of control do they have to help their users? Um, are they able to, for example, remotely connect to the devices, uh, to the PCs, and provide remote support that way? Okay, so we do have remote assistance capabilities within Windows Intune, and this is available for Windows XP machines and Windows 7 machines. With Windows 8, we couldn't fit it into the current release to have it within Windows Intune. So what we're doing in the meantime while we're trying to put that into subsequent releases is we're encouraging our users to use the Windows Remote Assistance, which is native to Windows 8, and it works really, really well. You just have, don't have the alerting within Windows Intune when a user has asked for that sort of help. But that's the remote assistance for Windows RT and both Windows 8. And for those customers that I've demonstrated it to, they're quite happy with that. Okay, okay. Um, now, just so I understand, that the the update that's coming to supported in Windows 8, is it an update to Windows 8 or is it an update to Windows Intune? Or both? Um, it will be an update within subsequent releases of Windows Intune. Okay, okay, good, good. So probably, uh, well, I don't know what the release schedule is of either one, but I, I would assume... Uh, Based on past experience, Windows Intune has been coming out with new updates about every six months or so, isn't that right? Yes, yes. Our commitment is to do a new release twice a year, and so far we've managed to meet with those commitments. Excellent, excellent. Good news. So my business need is to be using Active Directory, and I want to um, integrate that for the experience with managing through Intune. Is there a way to integrate that? And I think you hinted that there is, but I'd like to know more about that. Okay, so yes, there is definitely a way to integrate with Active Directory. First, I just want to say that you can have users which are native to Windows Intune, so don't um, belong in your Active Directory environment. And what you can also do is do some sort of integration with your on-premise Active Directory. And there's levels of integration, so you can go from just the bulk import of users into Windows Intune all the way up to Active Directory Federation services where you can have the single sign-on. And so with those degrees comes degrees of how you need to put your infrastructure into work with that. With customers who elect to go to the single sign-on route, they like that because their users don't want to have two sets of passwords to remember. Mm -hmm. uh, what we've seen from experience is if they go for the more elementary directory sync and the user has 
If they go to the more di um, elementary directory sync, and the user's password is the same at the outset, and then later, say 30, 60, 90 days down the line, depending on when they um, their password expires, they'll get a flood of calls to their service desk saying, oh, oh, my password, it doesn't match. And this is when they maybe change their mind and go for the single sign-on. Okay, okay. And then uh, that, that federation is, is managed in the cloud as well. But it, as you mentioned, does require a little bit of extra work on the enterprise side to, to make well, that connection to the Active Directory? Um, the federation managed in the cloud, what happens, and this is where users initially or customers initially shy away from doing ADFS because they think their user accounts are going to be in the cloud. What mm -hmm. happens is the user will try to log into Windows Intune. Windows Intune will say, ah, oh, we've got ADFS set up for this one. You're using single sign-on, and they will point them back to their ADFS servers. So although the initial hit goes to Intune, then for authentication, they get the tokens from their on-premise active directory, usually provisioned by uh, an AD server in the DFZ. And as you mentioned, that, that single single sign-on, single experience, and even the experience when a password changes, it changes everywhere because it's being managed still on-premises, still in Active Directory, and, and Active Directory simply being trusted by the Federation service running in the cloud. Okay. Um, excellent. So uh, does, be, I, I would assume, but I'm, I'm hoping for your answer uh, to, to be a yes, does Windows Intune scale for the largest enterprise customers? Okay, so with Windows Intune, I just wanted to point out the scale that we have within Windows Intune. So we typically say it should be no larger than 5,000 users within one Intune instance, and each user can have up to five devices, um, and that's a mixture of PCs and mobile devices. So that's the scale within Windows Intune, 5,000 users with up to five devices each. So if we want to go larger than that, we are looking to the Config Manager 2012 FP1 integration. And so this helps as a connector now. With FP1, it came out in January, and it connects with Windows Intune Wave D. And that helps us to scale up to 100,000 users and devices. Wow. So that's quite a big jump. And for our enterprise customers, it's a very welcome jump. Very good. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And I think a lot of the larger enterprises that are taking advantage of System Center are investigating now at this point because of the recent release of Service Pack 1 and the new capabilities there. That integration is going to be very, a very, very good story for those, for those remote users, for those users that rarely come into the office and still having that, that capability to maintain and manage and, and monitor and correct and assist with those, with those devices. So that's really, really good. Um, let's talk about uh, bring your own device. BYOD, as we call it, of course. Uh, a lot of companies are considering, some even embracing this idea of bring your own device, that my employee can use their own hardware, uh, but still get their own work done uh, with the business. Um, of course, with that comes the many issues relating to what a company is allowed to enforce or manage on anyone's personal device. So what does Windows Intune support, or how does Windows Intune support the, that management, the monitoring, maybe even application publishing to those devices that are owned by the employee and not by the company? So the way Windows Intune supports bring your own device, uh, bring your own device, it has these challenges that customers are recognizing, and you want to give your users the ability to use whatever device they want to be able to do their work. 
but you also want your IT admins not to have a bit of a headache and a bit of a challenge with what capabilities they can give the users within the constraints. So what Windows Intune does, it helps strike the balance. So we can manage PCs which don't belong to your domain. So that works quite well. And with the mobile devices, we can set some management in there as well. So the devices have a level of security that the customer's comfortable with, and it helps them to write their bring your own device strategy as well there. And for both PCs and mobile devices, they can deliver software via the self-service store. And so users can download the software that they need to do their job without having to ask IT to do anything because it's already there and it's already against their user ID. And also, back to the PC management. Um, with the PCs that's not on the domain, you don't want them to be security risk. So Windows Inching Core Defense is to get the security updates up to date and have some um, endpoint protection on the PC if it's not already protected. And so it helps mitigate the risk of any security issues as well. Okay, and um, it works as far as the security piece of it. I understand it works with the the existing security agents that are running on the PC that um, don't necessarily require a Microsoft product to be that uh, that antivirus product. I mean, it's any any modern antivirus product that's installed, that's running, that's up to date, can be used. Um, I, I I assume, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think if a, if a business has made a big investment in some other product or suite of of management for antivirus, that that will still work with Windows Intune. Yes, obviously with um, Windows Intune Endpoint Protection, it's our own product and it integrates really, really well with Windows Intune with the reporting and the level of capabilities. But we can work really well with third-party um, anti-malware solutions as well. Obviously not to the level of detail, but you can see that there are issues and you need to go and investigate them. Okay, very good. So in your experience, if you could, describe some typical scenarios where Windows Intune is really working best. Okay, that's quite an interesting question because we get lots and lots of different scenarios where Windows Intune works well for small customers right to the very large customers. So where Windows Intune works well is where you can't get a management solution in place. We have a financial institute, we say, who have big offices over in the US and in Europe, so quite large hubs. Over in Asia, they have very small pockets of offices that they want to manage. They can't set up the infrastructure over there, but they really, really want to have the PC management. They don't have the in-house capabilities to do PC administration either. Um, and so what they set up there is having the PCs managed via Windows Intune over the Internet and the administrators in Europe and the US managing the PCs over in Asia. That's quite a neat, quite a niche market for that. Where else I've seen Windows Intune with Windows Phone 8, which has just come out now. The Windows Phone 8 management capabilities are really good in Windows Intune. And so we've just had Windows Intune rolled out where it's just managing those Windows 8 phone devices and they're building, they're busy building these line of business apps specifically for their very mobile workforce and they're rolling it out there as well. Um, what we also have with um, 
I think local councils and governments where they have lots and lots of disparate pieces which they need to manage, they can't manage very well via traditional methods. So they use the internet-based client management that you get with Windows Intune in order to get that, and they have visibility over and above what they would normally get. And because PCs are always connected to the internet, they will always be able to see them. Uh, the last scenario I'm uh, just thinking of is where you have your roaming workforce who don't come into the office very often, they don't VPN in very often, but they do expect their PCs to work, they do expect to get, to get the latest software, and they're quite surprised, even though they don't VPN in, that they're not getting the updates, they're not getting the software. Those are more our target market as well, where we can reach those PCs and give them the um, software and manage the security on the PCs as well, so they don't grind them into the ground and they will work for them a lot longer. And a new one with the event of mobile device management in Windows Intune, we have more businesses who are working more towards your bring your own device strategy, and so the different types of devices that we can support in Windows Intune, that's um, working quite well for them as well. Very good. A lot of very interesting scenarios, and certainly as a as a global solution, as a solution for all those devices that people uh, most want to be using and enabled to be most productive, um, it's a it's an amazing product, and and I, I am jealous of you being able to be the person that's supporting it over there, as it sounds like a, a wonderful uh, wonderful job. So I'm sure you're enjoying it very much. Uh, where can people go to find out more information about Windows Intune? Do you have some resources for us? Okay, yes, most definitely have some resources. We have website, windowsintune.com. If you go there and if you have an interest in Windows Intune, you want to find out a little bit more about it, we do have a free 30-day trial for up to 25 devices, and that's always really good. So it's one thing reading about a product, but being able to try it within your environment with a few test machines and test mobile devices always works really, really well. Also, the TechNet Windows Intune documentation library is really, really good. So there's lots of resources on there as well. Okay, very good. And that, yeah, that 30-day trial sounds like a, an easy way to, to test it out and, and with a number of users actually experience what, not only for the sake of management, but also sake of the sake of the end user, what the experience is like. So definitely encourage people to try that out. Susan, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you being with us. It's been really good talking to you. All right, and we'll see you all next time on TechNet Radio, Reimagining Windows.